we write some more stories How's about we tell some more tales Gather round the fire, maybe read for just a while And we'll listen to the stories unveiled Oh, we'll see if we succeeded writing stories No one needed from suggestions that you Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of S'more Stories. My name is Colby McHugh, and I'm an Atlanta-based writer and podcaster. I guess that's officially true at this point. Uh, If you know me, you might know that for the last two years, I co-hosted another podcast called The Cellar Dwellers, where myself and a film school buddy examined some pretty gnarly horror films, as well as some bizarre ones, too. We watched rad movies and terrible movies, and it was a really fun project. Like so many things, it was born out of the pandemic and having time to try new things. And I learned a bunch of skills and met a lot of really cool people and fellow weirdos. So go listen to those episodes. We did over 60 of them, and there are lots of recommendations in there if you're into the seedier side of film. The other thing that quarantine gave me was the space and time to write. I've been writing off and on for the last seven years or so, and for the first time I wrote something and actually shared it with the world, and that was super exciting. That story, of course, is Kill Collins, a supernatural tale about the world's first and only death metal Phil Collins cover band. Personally, I love it, or at least I've grown to love it, like any good creative person knows. Uh, I'm currently working on Volume 2 now, and that's going to be finished here very soon, and I super can't wait to share it with everybody. It's going to be super fun. So we get to the big question. What is S'more Stories? S'more Stories is an excuse for me to keep that creative momentum going and continue writing. And since I generally struggle with making myself sit down and actually do something, this podcast is a way to keep myself accountable and make sure that I always have something to work on and write. And since I'm confident nobody wants to hear just my voice and hear just my stories, for every episode after this one, I'm going to have a guest. And that guest can be anybody, a musician, a screenwriter, or somebody who's never even written anything. All are welcome here on S'more Stories. The general format of each episode will work like this. Before we ever record, the guest will pick a topic from a large pool of words, phrases, and random thoughts that I've compiled from you, the listener, through my Instagram. Then me and that guest will write a flash fiction story, or bite-sized story, you might say, that will generally be around a thousand words or less, based on whatever topic they've picked. During the episodes, we'll discuss their backgrounds and histories with writing, if they have one, and then we'll read our stories out loud to each other, I'm already trying not to stutter, Uh, Almost like campfire stories or s'more stories, because the stories are bite-sized, like a s'more. (laughs) It's always a good sign to have to explain your title like that, right? It's perfect. Great. Awesome. Great start. Anyway, after we read our stories to each other comes probably my most anticipated part of each episode, the discussion. For a long time, I was so intimidated by the entire writing process, it just seemed like the scariest and most mysterious thing on earth. Like, how could I try and capture this lightning in a bottle that all of my favorite storytellers have seemed to somehow harness? I've since discovered just how much I love talking about storytelling and really trying to examine why we make the choices we make in the stories that we tell. It's a topic that is endlessly interesting to me, and that's why I think it'll be great for us to discuss our stories and figure out why we wrote what we wrote. In the process, hopefully we'll try and demystify that intimidating writing process that was so scary to me for so long. And since every storyteller is different, each conversation is going to be different. I already can't wait. Now, for this first episode, in order to prove that I mean business, 
I picked a topic myself and wrote a story. That topic is nanny poison. Yep, you heard that right. Nanny poison. Two words. Fascinating, right? That's what I thought too. Now, I always want to shout out those who submitted each chosen topic, so I'd like to give a big thanks to my good friend Aaron Tuning for submitting that one because it's a weird one, and I appreciate that. Uh, Aaron's a good friend of mine and one of the funniest people I know, so be sure to go follow him uh, on Instagram and and see some good jokes uh, from him as well. And I'll periodically reach out on Instagram for more topics, so be sure to follow and submit whenever I reach out on my stories. Okay, I'm now going to read this story uh, that I now realize does not have a title. Uh, But that's fine. That's totally cool. I'm just going to call it Nanny Poison. Uh, And I can't guarantee that future stories will have titles, but I'm going to try. I love a good title, so I'm going to try my best for future ones. And after I finish reading, I'll try and explain my choices as much as I can and have kind of a solo discussion about the story. So without further ado, grab a seat around the campfire because it is story time. They say a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. But who decides what that medicine is? Someone you trust, hopefully? A doctor, certainly? Maybe a well-informed parent, or perhaps a wise older sibling? When you're a child, anyone older than you feels like they know all the right answers, and who are you to question otherwise? As Carter sat huddled in his own closet, hiding from his babysitter, he finally began to question the wisdom of those older than him. Especially his parents, who'd been just stressed out enough to hire a complete stranger like Jenny Mills and welcome her into their home. She was pure evil, and Carter picked up on that the moment she stepped foot inside. Come on, Carter. Buddy, Jenny whispered under the door, her shadow creeping up on on the boy as he sat against the back wall. Why are you hiding in there, she asked. Because you're trying to poison me, Carter hissed at her through the door, terrified to raise his voice at her. Being eight years old, a full ten years younger than Jenny... Carter knew he didn't stand a chance in any sort of physical altercation against her. She'd overpower him in seconds, so the odds of him opening that closet door were an easy zero. Not that he could, anyway. Poison you? Jenny laughed, sending shivers down Carter's spine. Dude, come on, your parents pay me too well to poison you. Don't laugh. I know what you did. I could taste it in the food you made me, he said. Another chuckle from outside the door. What, you mean the grilled cheese you begged me to make you tonight? When could I have possibly poisoned it? You watched me make the thing. Carter didn't know how to explain his intuition about her, and he certainly didn't want to speak any more than he had to, so he remained silent. He glanced up at the shaking doorknob as she tried to open it. She didn't realize, like he did, that the door would be stuck if he pulled it closed in just the right way. Not a chance she was getting it open. The drawback of that was that neither was he. Come on, Carter. Her voice was sounding less amused by the word. Your parents are going to be home any second. That's exactly what the boy was banking on. Good, he shouted. The sooner the better. Silence from Jenny. She must be scheming, Carter figured. Just think about how mad your mom is going to be when she realizes she's going to have to call the fire department just to get you out of this closet. Does that not scare you, she asked. Not as much as you scare me, Carter replied softly. Hmm. Okay, well, that puts us in an interesting little conundrum, doesn't it? Carter didn't know what that word meant, so he didn't answer. You can't stay in there all night, Carter, she said, now right up close to the door. I don't need to be in here all night. Just long enough. Another long pause. Long enough for your parents to get home, she asked. No. Then long enough for what? You're making my summer job a lot less easy, Carter. As the boy sat pressed against the back wall of the closet, he pondered telling her the real truth. You'll see, he said, barely above a whisper. I'm the hero here. 
you're the bad guy. What's that mean? Am I Lex Luthor and you're Superman? Is that the game we're playing? You'll see. A longer silence this time. Carter assumed she was using every second to find a way to end him. But tonight was not going to be his end. Not now. Hey, uh, Carter? Ginny said into the door, clearly standing now based on the sound of her voice. Your parents going to be home soon? I, th I think I ate something bad. My, my stomach isn't feeling so great. A smile crept to Carter's lips. I know. What was that? She said with the beginnings of a quiver in her voice. I didn't quite hear you. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, Ginny. I know your secrets. Hey, this isn't funny, Ginny said firmly. What's going on? How'd your drink taste at dinner tonight? He calmly asked. Carter could hear her breathing quicken outside the door. My, my sweet tea? You won't get me, he mumbled. No, no, no. Did you put something in my drink, Carter? You can't, this, this really isn't funny. You know that, right? He remained silent, holding his knees close to his chest in that small closet with the door jammed shut, knowing that it wouldn't be much longer. Carter, Ginny frantically shouted through the crack between the door and wall. Answer me. What did you put in my drink? Carter considered not answering her questions and just letting nature run its course, but he felt a brief bit of guilt. I had to get you before you got me. You don't understand. A slump fell against the door, pushing it even harder closed. It was starting. What What did you put in there, Carter? I need I, I have to call your parents. What did you What did you put in the drink? Everything, Carter said, not worried about Jenny hearing him anymore. Everything I could find. The boy continued listening as her breathing slowed and slowed and slowed ever more, waiting for Carter's parents to get home and discover his good work. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That much was true. But there was another old saying that mattered more to Carter at that moment, locked in that cramped closet, waiting for his parents to come home from their fancy date night. This saying was one that saved his life, almost certainly, one that would make him a hero, someone his parents would be proud of. The other saying was a simple one, a little proverb he learned playing church league basketball last summer. The best defense is a good offense. The end. So that was Nanny Poison. Again, a big thanks to Aaron for submitting that. Uh, as soon as I saw it among the other topics, it just stuck out to me. So I felt like I, I had to pick it and try to uncover whatever story was lying there. When I first started brainstorming for Nanny Poison, my mind immediately went to some sort of evil Mary Poppins or something, and the phrase, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, just got stuck in my head. It was the first thing I wrote, and it felt like a good starting point for the story. What's interesting about this story in particular is that I actually wrote an entire other story before I found the one that I read you. It was very different from the one you heard. That idea read almost like a true crime podcast or something and was uh, about a fictional evil nanny from the 40s who poisoned a bunch of kids or something. I basically wrote a very short biography for her and I never quite came around to it. It just didn't feel right to me and it, I really didn't want to read it to you guys. You deserved better. So I scrapped it and I started over. Uh, I wanted something a little bit more exciting, but I still really liked that spoonful of sugar line. So I decided to keep it in there and try to build around that idea. I wanted a story that felt more thrilling and more immediate, and I really wanted an excuse to be able to write dialogue, because uh, I love writing dialogue. It's, it's really fun for me. I don't know how quite to explain it, but hopefully I'll find that out throughout this podcast, because I'm sure I'll find excuses for plenty more dialogue down the road. 
And I liked the idea of it being almost a face-off between a kid uh, and a babysitter. It's an easy conflict. But I didn't want it to feel predictable either. So making the kid be the crazy one, the literal killer, the poisoner, uh, hopefully that subverted expectations. I found myself having much more fun writing this version of the story. That first draft felt way more like a research paper, and that just wasn't enjoyable to write. And I think that's the first of many lessons I'll probably learn from this podcast, that it's okay to start over on a project if it doesn't bring you any joy. A story or an idea can always be rearranged, so don't just slog through something for the sake of it. I'm sure I'll start over a lot of stories over the course of this, and that's cool. I won't sweat it. Uh, I want to get to the good story however I can. I'm super excited to be having these kinds of conversations with a guest, because I think we'll learn a lot about ourselves in the process. And that's what this is all about, right? Anyway, that is it for episode zero of S'more Stories, so thank you for making it this far. Hopefully you enjoyed this as much as I did, because I'm excited to keep sharing these. I can't say that episodes will be weekly or monthly, because I'm mostly relying on other people's schedules as well, but I can say that I will do as many as I possibly can, because this is already a really fun challenge. And I think it'll be a really fun challenge for my guests, too, which could be you. Uh, A thousand words is not too intimidating, right? Anybody can do that. So let me know if you're ever interested in doing an episode, because like I said, all are welcome on S'more Stories. So thanks for listening, everyone, and keep coming back for more delicious bite-sized stories and some great conversation, too. Bye.